Star Wars 7x7 episode 1952 today. A non-spoiler review of Spark of the Resistance. This is a novel that is part of the Journey to the Rise of Skywalker by Justina Ireland. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So we're starting to have some of the details filled in about the time space in between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker and it's coming through media like TV, for example, with the Star Wars Resistance TV series. It's also coming through comic books, like with the Allegiance Limited series, which we haven't talked about yet on the show here, but we will. And also in books, and that includes Resistance Reborn and Force Collector, which we will be talking about in due course. But for now, we're going to be talking about Spark of the Resistance, which also takes place in that time space between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Now, Spark of the Resistance is a junior novel. It's not a full-blown adult novel. So if you decide to go read that, keep that in mind. It's something that I would have recommended more for Scorekeeper Declan, for example, here on the show. He, though, is actually digging into the Artemis Fowl books right now. So, yeah, his attention... <laughs> is otherwise diverted by comparison, but it is definitely a solid junior level novel by Justina Ireland and concerns the activities of Ray and Poe and Rose and BB-8 on supply runs for the resistance in the Outer Rim. And just as they are finishing up gathering supplies, and you don't really find out what supplies they are, but they are in a place where there are fuel refineries, so it occurs to the reader that it might be, you know, fuel supply related, or at least that might be part of it, because the opening chapter says that they've been jumping from place to place in the Outer Rim, so it could be other things also. They intercept a distress call from a planet Minfar, and they go to investigate, and all sorts of shenanigans ensue as a result. Naturally, the First Order is going to be involved in this too, and there's rumor about a legendary weapon that is somewhere hidden on the planet Minfar, which could end up turning the tide of the war, or could certainly have a very strong effect on the war one way or the other. And let's just say that yeah, yeah, depending. <laughs> you know, again, this is the non-spoiler version of the podcast, so, you know, I'll leave it at that. Um, the ultimate thing about the book is that, you know, the characterizations are solid. So the characterizations of Poe and Rose and Ray and BB-8 even, you know, those are all well done. And there's actually more than a nod or two given to the quality of Poe Dameron's hair, which is actually rather amusing. The First Order villains that are presented in the book are definitely, you know, annoying and aggravating and you, you know, go, oh yeah, ugh, these are evil people for sure. And also follow along a similar notion that we've seen with First Order villains, which is that it's not that they're just pure evil and will enable anyone around them who is also pure evil to help them defeat the Resistance, but in fact there is political infighting within the First Order where you know, they will be willing to get, you know, like make things basically go awry so they can get one up over on each other, essentially, which is not a recipe for success. And yet, you know, this is what villains do. 
We also meet a very interesting native population, and here we go with pronunciation on the show. It's spelled Z-I-X-O-N. Zizon, maybe? Perhaps? If I had the audio version of this, I might be able to take a better shot at it for you, but um, they are a you know, very well-realized species, and there are, you know... You know, there are things about their society that are rather interesting as they're explored in the course of the novel and also in regard to the creatures that exist on the planet as well and how they are integrated into the whole ecosystem. Uh, I found that stuff actually very cool and fascinating and so that was definitely a plus for me. As far as negatives go, you know... Uh, you know, and I guess this is almost like a, you know, a backhanded compliment in a way. Um, I wish the novel were longer, <laughs> ultimately, because I feel like the resolution of the story was handled a little bit too quickly. Like, basically, Acts 1 and 2 were very well developed, but that the final resolution of the conflicts that were set up happened a lot more quickly than I would have desired, or that I, you know, felt like, oh, geez, it felt like it was a bit just, you know, handled too quickly, essentially, and too easily. And so I wanted a little bit more out of that, which basically just meant that I was enjoying the story and I felt like there was room to do more with it. So, um, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, a complaint more than an expressed desire for more from what we were given. Um, I will also say, and this is a little hard to, you know, figure out how to say without being spoilery, so I'm going to do my best on this, but... Um, you know, the whole notion of this, you know, legendary thing that was developed on the planet that, you know, could be a significant force for the war. Well, let's just say that where it is and, you know, how it's involved, uh, there's a lot of loose ends left hanging in that regard. And I feel like, you know, it would have been nice to have wrapped that up a little bit better as well. But certainly the main weapon that's talked about, like that is dealt with definitively one way or the other. And, you know, we'll get into that. <laughs> in fact, actually, we'll get into that, yeah, like I said, after the break in just a moment, or at least sort of. But um, ultimately, you know, it was a good solid story. And I'm you know, definitely grateful to Disney Lucasfilm Press for sending me a copy of it and getting to check it out. It was, you know, like I said, it was a, a good solid junior novel read. And I recommend it for junior novel audiences, especially ones who are into the whole Star Wars thing right now and are very excited about the coming events in the rise of Skywalker. This is a neat little holdover to find out what has been going on with Rey and Rose and Poe and Finn in the intervening time space. So um, more about what we're going to talk about with Spark of the Resistance after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So I'm just laughing because I don't know how much more coy I can be about this, but ultimately, um, you know, not everybody wants to read a junior novel. And so, I, you know, not everybody even has time to read a junior novel necessarily, but there are a couple of elements about the novel that I think would be of interest to 
anyone who is interested in the rise of Skywalker, regardless of, you know, their age or preference for media consumption or anything like that. And so there is going to be a spoiler version of the podcast where I talk about all the details about Spark of the Resistance that I think you would be interested in knowing, especially if you're a person who, you know, is just not going to read it, basically. So um, just to hit the highlights of what you would probably want to know, um, that's the sort of thing I'm going to share in tomorrow's episode of the podcast. So that's what we've got coming up, and that's the, the bush around which I've been beating, if you will. But for today... That is going to do it. Um, again, if you have kids that are interested in Star Wars stuff who are reading at the you know junior grade novel level, then I think Spark of, Res uh, Spark of the Resistance, I should say, is a solid read for them, and I think they're going to enjoy it. So there you go. Um, that's going to do it for today's episode. So thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And I think we're just going to roll with this from now on. We're going to change the... Um, the standard ending, if you will, to acknowledge Warner Herzog and the Mandalorian and say, <laughs> may the force be with you wherever in the parsec you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.